Report, and it is sponsored by uh, Crime Stoppers Suffolk, 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8077. That's where all calls are indeed kept confidential. Sometimes a monetary reward is issued for information uh, in leading to an arrest. Joe Jacklin, a retired NYPD sergeant, former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad, a current adjunct professor at John Jay College, Author of the Criminal Investigative Function, a guide for new investigators, edition four, five soon to come. A highly uh, decorated member of the day of the NYPD, including the most notable Department of Medal of Valor. And uh, let's not forget best-selling author, the Cold Case Handbook, uh, flying off the shelves, as well as Joe's hit show on YouTube regarding Gilgo and all that goes with the investigation under the Sarge Joe Jackalone. As we welcome in Joe and we say good morning to you, Sarge, how are you? Good morning, Jay. How are you? I am well. Joe, we are rocked once again with body parts uh, found. Unbelievable. Can you believe this? You know, it's it's interesting. My producer asked me, uh, well, he talked about shot, being shocked, uh, Jake, when he heard the story. And I was basically saying, you know what? I'm not really shocked. You and I have discussed this, unfortunately, over the years, ad nauseum, uh, in which can you imagine a kid walking to school and finds an arm and a leg and everything else? My goodness. But that's what happened in Babylon, Joe. I'll tell you, never ceases to amaze. It's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out, right? So the um, the homicide lieutenant, you know, Kevin Byra, has said that they were pretty fresh, right? And he also said that DNA and fingerprints and stuff like that will help them be able to identify them. You know, hopefully, right? So that this person has either been fingerprinted and their DNA is in the system, so we don't know if that's really going to be the case. But um, yeah, for the young kids who are just, you know, walking along and find this stuff and then they, they, you know, the Suffolk County Police Department did a good thorough investigation. Now they brought the dogs back and they, uh, they brought the dogs back twice and they found uh, the leg and then they found another arm so they had the left arm the right arm they have um, the leg so uh, you know they still need the torso of course and in the head uh, that might be an, another location so because they, they had pretty much you know searched that entire area and they didn't find the torso so I'm assuming it's dumped somewhere else so it's just interesting to see how this plays out who this victim is they said there's a tattoo on the arm so there's a there's a, there's a chance of identifying this person real, real fast yeah and listen you could speculate here we go again with MS-13. Is it something else? Who knows? Uh, they'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, you know what? Uh, the beat goes on. We've seen this before. The preserves and everything else. Massive people. You go over and over again. Gilgo, uh, obviously, knee deep in that whole thing. So uh, we will uh, certainly await uh, more, uh, obviously, with an intense investigation uh, to go on. The Sarge with us, Joe Jacqueline. Joe, uh, all rocked by the uh, news of, uh, of Lake, and, Lake and Riley uh, down at that Georgia campus going for a jog on a Sunday. It's just just gruesome. It's gut-wrenching. Uh, the back and forth continues. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Well, I do know what the answer is. It's, it's closing the dawn border. Guy should not have been here. He was arrested. Uh, should have been thrown out of here. Goes to Georgia. And uh, look what occurs to me with his brother. Um, just uh, just one, another example. Uh, Joe, I'm running out of words to describe here. Well, the thing that jumps off the page on this is, you know, of course, the designations that these cities have made, like New York, about not allowing their police departments to notify ICE when you have situations, right? So New York, if they would have notified ICE and ICE would have came and put a detainer on this guy, he never gets to Athens, Georgia, and Lake and Riley is still alive, right? So that's therein lies the uh, the real issue. The border is a whole other mess, but when you have internal memos and rules that hamper your police department from doing police work, like just about every major city does, therein lies your problem. So the issue that comes down to 
issue is people should be upset about their communities that are that could be endangered by people who shouldn't have been there only because there's a loophole or some sort of ideological uh, movement that's happening within your local government that prevents the police from doing their work. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and this is why the president went down to Texas yesterday, although to a place where there is not a lot of activity regarding border crossings anymore, that being Brownsville. It's still the number one issue. Number one issue, Joe, as far as when people go to the uh, the voting booths come November 5th, this will be number one. And uh, Joe Biden, without question right now, is feeling heat, feeling the heat here. You can't dance around it anymore. You can't do it. And this is why I say there is blood on hands here all over the place who are attached to this, uh, without question. That, that young lady should be alive today. That individual, that monster, should never have left his homeland. Uh, but because of all these agreements and everything else, officials over in Venezuela, you know, they just empty prisons and everything else. And this is what and occurs. Venezuela. And Venezuela doesn't want anybody back. Exactly. Did you see that yesterday? Yep. They, they are not taking any, they're not taking any deportees back. So that's just because to show you, they didn't send their very best, right? If they would have sent their very best, you know, I mean, this this could be like another Cuba thing all over again if you're yeah, a member you're right. of Cuba. right, 100%. Del Castro just emptying his prisons, dumping them all out, sending everybody to Miami. I mean, this, this could be, you know, unfortunately, we won't hear all of this, maybe never, right? We won't hear any of this um, from the media. So it's, uh, it, it, we're in bad shape. We're in bad shape and it's being failed to be recognized. And, uh, you know, I was having a conversation last night with one of my kids. You know, the fact is the only way to make change is to go to vote. Go to vote. Yes. A lot of young people disgruntled, by the way, with government. A lot of young people. Uh, but if you do nothing, nothing gets done. You see, that's the problem. So it was like a back and forth argument I had here. But, and that's what it's about right now. Uh, this is a, this is a standout issue uh, that uh, people will be thinking about uh, over the next couple of months. Joe Jacklin on the Crime Report. Joe, let's go to Suffolk. They've agreed to pay out over $2 million to settle a lawsuit uh, with a woman who alleged she was sexually assaulted nearly seven years ago by a police officer in a precinct interrogation room. All this while another cop falsified entries, Joe, in a prisoner log to cover up for his partner here. Suffolk agreeing to pay out if it went a bit further. I would imagine they'd have to pay a little bit more here. That's why they so. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's another terrible incident incident here, another terrible case. Um, you know, there, there seems to be a couple of things that are still coming at Suffolk County from different angles. I mean, this is not the first one we've talked about in the recent in the recent times. And this one here happens to be particularly disturbing. And, yep. you know, I mean, it's, what, what what can you say, right? I mean, it's it's terrible. I mean, this, this happened back in 2017, and we're just yep. finding out now about it. I mean, this is... You know, Joe, here's what it comes down to. Uh, unfortunately, you know, you can't shed your reputation sometimes. This police department, uh, they've done some great work over the years, but man, I'll tell you, they got a couple of marks against them, and this only adds to it, I'll tell you that. Yes. Not, not a good deal at all. The Sarge with us uh, here with the crime report. Joe, uh, this one really got me uh, yesterday, and I guess uh, I, I better stop with my, my side hobby, you know, regarding uh, uh, butterflies, bees, and other insects. Let me tell you why here. A Comac man with a plea of guilty to running a smuggling operation, apparently imported and exported more than seven 17,000 dried specimens of exotic and endangered butterflies, bees, and others. So uh, 75-year-old Charles Limmer uh, entering his plea of conspiracy here for the Eastern District. Uh, listen, you're smuggling these things in and out of the country. Uh, you have a worth of up to $200,000. Wow, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize uh, these numbers like this, Joe. Quite an operation. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird one. He had like, it was, he had over 59 shipments 
uh, approximately $216,000 going through. But you know what? I mean, then you want to know how, like, uh, we get these bugs that are coming in and destroying all, you know, vegetation and everything like that. And you can, then you can, now you can start piecing these things together. That's what, that's what it's all about. Uh, listen, everybody has a little fetish here, but uh, uh, such was the case as far as uh, this guy needs to find another hobby, that's for sure. Joe Jacklin with the Crime Report. Uh, Joe, having a Brooklyn man behind bars in Suffolk, he's accused of trafficking a county woman for sex and prostitution. Michael Howell uh, allegedly supplied the unnamed woman with crack and heroin, attacked her, uh, slammed her head into a wall. She refused his orders. Wow. 17-month period here. Uh, this guy would rent rooms, hotels, and, you know, just a mess here. But now he's facing nine charges, Sarge. Yeah, and some serious ones. He's got a couple of B felonies in there, which is just, you know, A, a felonies are the highest felonies that you can charge somebody. So he's got a couple of B felonies under his belt. Actually, one of them is uh, three counts of sex trafficking. So he's got some very serious charges. This is a very big problem that we know on Long Island. Not too long ago, Newsday did a big expose about how Long Island is still one of the top human trafficking smuggling locations. Uh, it is something that they need to get a hold of because we, we've seen what happens when we have situations where people are desperate and, and get involved in this and then end up in this trafficking ring. It's there's so many things going on in regards to this. I've spoken to a couple people on my show even about human trafficking experts that are bringing in the same that the problem is even worse than that they even tell us about. So, you know, task forces are great. They need to, you know, unfortunately they need to expand these things and they need to identify these people quicker and rescue them from the, the position that they're in. Which is another byproduct, by the way, of the border and all that has occurred with Lake and Riley over the last week. You know, you still have the fentanyl that are killing thousands and, of course, the human trafficking uh, element uh, we know about out for a long time here with cartels and everything else. Joe Jacklone, the crime report. Joe, armed guards being added to Half Hollow Hills, the Central School District. Uh, so the board passed a resolution. Uh, I think it was a 7-1 vote there. But uh, all in all, you're seeing more of this as far as security in and around. A lot of armed guards there in Half Hollow. Yeah, no, I mean, this is something, Jay, we've talked about now for a couple of years, right? Uh, yep. About, you know, securing the schools, isn't that? So, I mean, listen, anything for safer schools, is uh, I'm, I'm all for. I mean, hopefully that they they have properly vetted and trained people that they're using and, and that this is, these aren't contracts that are, you know, nepotism and cronyism and all the other stuff that goes along with it that we've always seen in Long Island. Let's just hope that things are above board and that they have the very best people that they can that they're hiring. No doubt about it. The Sarge with us here with the Crime Report. Uh, Joe, how about this genius here? I'll, I'll never figure out how people can get away with stuff like this, right? There's David Ostrov at a West Islip. Uh, the Schechter School of Long Island Business. Well, uh, an official described uh, a former colleague accused of stealing $8.4 million, that being of Ostro, as very generous. She once accepted a $30,000 check from him before learning it was money that belonged to the school. Uh, so this uh, business director, uh, you know, learned her husband was uh, deployed to the Middle East. Check, uh, Ostro felt bad, presented, presented her with a certified check to cover the loss of her husband's civilian income, only to learn uh, that this guy, by the way, worked there 11 years. He diverted the funds, Joe. Eight-year period it was. Uh, all kinds of PayPal, Stripe accounts, into personal blank banking platforms, uh, used it to buy cars and uh, uh, home. five homes. Uh, Joe, five homes on Fire Island? I yeah. mean, <laughs> sports. Five homes. Yeah, sports memorabilia. Yeah, that's no, there's no red flags. So many red flags on this guy. He looked like. Holy like mackerel. Guy earned 85,000. Five homes? Jeez. <laughs> Well, that's what we would call in the business an investigative clue, right? <laughs> so, 
I mean, come on. Remember, I mean, he he took millions from all these PayPal transactions. I mean, they must not have been. He wasn't doing like a dollar at a time, right? I mean, they, they, these things should have been identified way sooner than this. I mean, eight over $8 million stolen from the school district. I, I mean, come on. I'm telling you, people are absolutely out of their mind when they think they could get away with this stuff. I mean, give me a break. I mean, geez. I mean, $8.4 million, folks. 8.4. Joe, how about this one? A Nassau prosecutor conspired with a woman who falsely said she had been raped to fabricate a narrative for a grand jury that indicted a King's Point man on sexual assault charges uh, nearly three years ago. This is a lawsuit that was filed in Nassau County Supreme Court, at least one of the alleges, was filed by this Joseph Kellen, who didn't identify the DA employees, lawyers said helped the accuser commit the perjury uh, by concocting a story that led to criminal charges, Sarge. Uh, Yeah, this is beyond outrageous. Um, you know, we want to we want to see who uh, this person is, and they want him disbarred and everything else that goes along with it. I mean, come on, this is this is absolutely crazy. It is. Uh, it's bananas. Uh, again, concocting a story. Hmm. Joe, we got a veteran NYPD officer surrendering the Nassau authorities on Wednesday, answering charges. He injured two people and himself, all while driving to work after a night of drinking. George Moore he happens to be a ten-year veteran of the city police department. Uh, had a blood alcohol content of more than double the legal limit and that's when he crashed uh he crashed into another car while driving aggressively this happened on the meadowbrook uh parkway back in august it was a 10 count indictment if convicted joe 15 years he'll get in prison yeah this is well like i said i mean you know drinking while driving is never and never an option and um you know i don't know if I've been out now for a long time, but under Ray Kelly at the time, he passed a, a policy and a procedure that if you are drunk and you uh, hurt somebody, doesn't matter what the circumstances are, it was an automatic firing. So I guess, yes, that's the least of his worries right now if he's facing that kind of time. But still, I mean, there there needs to be some sort of accountability, not for j- just this guy because he was a cop, but just for everybody. We know that this is still a huge problem on Long Island. I mean, every weekend we have these accidents and DWI arrests that they report, and it's just amazing that people still think they can try to get away with this drink and then get in the car. It's just not stop doing it, people. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, the Sarge Joe Jacklon, he's got the book, he's got the show, uh, the show itself uh, with uh, with Gilgo and everything else. And, you know, Bitrolf uh, wants uh, maybe a new trial there uh, for the murders of uh, Tangretti and uh, McNamee Joe out there. So there's a lot to decipher, still more to do here, but your show is uh, covering it. On YouTube, give us a glimpse. Yes, um, we're we're covering everything, especially the Bitroff thing, because I still find that very interesting. I don't want to get into too much speculation, but Jay, you know what I'm thinking of, right? So, I think everybody needs to follow this case very closely because there might be some huge surprises down the road. And um, you know, without I said, without getting into speculation, people I think put two and two together in certain aspects of it. But yeah, that's one of the things that's on my plate. And this weekend, I'm taking a little bit of a turn. I have. A friend of mine, her name is Lisa Rebikoff. She's a private investigator. She just happened to be down in Georgia in the Athens area when this uh, the homicide had happened. And she was down there, and she's going to give us a full report about what's happened. She's got some photos and videos that have never been seen so far. We're going to we're going to show them on Sunday. So it's going to be an interesting thing to delve into this Lake and Riley case because it's such a it's such a lightning rod right now. Yeah, the Lincoln Riley, excuse me, the uh, Lake and Riley doctrine. 
that I'm proposing here that needs everybody on board. No-brainer. Just like what George Floyd uh, did to the waters of the world. You know what? This Riley Doctrine needs to do the same. We'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, Joe, speaking of it, a little birdie told me uh, the name will ring true to many uh, who have been keeping an eye on things with Gilgo and good old our old pal, Mr. Jimmy Burke. But uh, Loretta, Loretta Reckenbacher uh, was brought to our attention by the Sarge, by the way. Did a great job on that. Passed away back in December. Unbelievable, Sarge. And, you know, yeah. listen. I want to mention it because the Rickenbacker name rang true for a long time regarding this mess. Yeah, it was a, it was a shame to um, you know hear that because you and I have both made efforts to, to find yes. her and, and and interview her and try to get her onto the show. So um, yeah, it was you know listen, she she played a key part in the whole James Burke thing, uh, especially going back in the history of it. But I still I still think she knew a lot more about what was going on back then, uh, and it's just um, you know we'll we'll never know for sure now. I did speak to uh, John Ray about it, and he did confirm. So it is is uh, it is one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just hope she rests in peace. And there's there, listen, there could be some more information. We don't want to be speculative at this point in time. It's not what the Sarge and I do, uh, but there could be some more information uh, coming out regarding her. Uh, yes, no question about it. We send our condolences to the to the family uh, without question. We didn't know this a couple of months ago it happened. Uh, and Joe, the uh, the book uh, I talk about the book all the time. You know, the, everybody wants a copy of the book. I'm not giving it out anymore because I never get it back. <laughs> Because Joe signed the copy for me to begin with. And that's uh, sacred to me. But the Cold Case Handbook is a marvelous read. And if you're into investigations and mysteries and the solving of these cases, and there have been some cases that have been solved already, you know, 30, 40 years in the making, Joe. You know what? It's such a great book. And uh, quite appropriate for the time we are in, my friend. Oh, thanks, Jay. Yeah, the uh, book sales are still going very well. A couple of schools now are using them. There's a couple of um, cold case institutes where they have at the college level. I just got a um, an invite to speak on a Zoom meeting on a class that they run uh, where the students are actually examining uh, cold cases in a master's program. So it's it's starting to spread around, and we're, we're getting to the, the grassroots, so to speak, where we have students that are in college in these master's programs that are want to do something in regards to law enforcement or, uh, you know, the investigative genetic genealogy and all this stuff, and they're, and they're really into it, so it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, like I said, folks, over the time period that we're in, we're in right now, and believe me, you know, there is still more to come regarding Gilgo and uh, custody, in custody, that of Rex Yorman, uh, the accused, Bill Troff sounding off uh, with those two murders out east and, and whatnot. There's still more to do and more news to come without question. That's why Joe's uh, book, The Cold Case Handbook, uh, is, uh, is such a great read. Um, uh, without question. And of course, you know, with the YouTube stuff, Joe, once again, how can the folks find you? They can just type in my name, Joseph Jacqueline, or they can type in True Crime with the Sarge on the YouTube search bar. They'll find it. And viewership just keeps rising every week, sir? Yes, it is. We're over 7,600 subscribers already. Um, started in August, so it's it's gone pretty fast. I, my goal was to have 10,000 subscribers by the end of this year. I think I might do that by June. So it, it, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, Joe, you think it's small? I say 20,000 easily, without question. It is uh, catching on like wildfire, and we will keep uh, talking about it. Can't thank you enough, my friend. Great job. Lots, in, uh, lots on the plate here this morning. My goodness. Including those body parts found. 
That'll be interesting to see yeah, we'll, what they decipher. We might have to talk here. about that next week. If we yep. hear something, we might have to early in the week give me a call. No, no question. The Sarge will be on right with us for anything that pops up. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you, my friend. You too, Jay. There you go. Uh, a lot on the plate there with the Sarge and the crime report and everything going on. Brought to you by Crime Stoppers. Uh, in Suffolk, 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. Ladies and gentlemen, all uh, calls uh, kept. Uh, confidential and uh, sometimes uh, monetary uh, rewards uh, issued for information that leads to an arrest.